The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. Welcome to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, where they're changing the way you look at the outdoors. The studio lines are now open at 785-846-7647. All right, so of course we're duking it out. Hi, friends. For Spare Chase and Jimbo and I have thought long and hard, so hard we had to take a nap. This actually made me constipated, and now I'm perspiring. <laughs> As to whom would be best suited, Jim, to weigh in on and referee this current debate, and you know what? It has finally hit us. They are the fine young men and women who courageously service at Bass Pro Shop. Oh, yeah. Hey, Trav, let's give them a call. Let's do it. All right. The Lone Star State. Thank you for calling Bass Pro Shop. Hey, who are we speaking with? I'm sorry? What is your name? Bass Pro Shop. No, I mean like your name. What, what did your parents name you? Bass Pro Shop. No, jeez, old lady. <laughs> no, I mean, what is your name? What do people call you in particular? <laughs> what does your husband call you? Your kids know you as. When you yell at your dog, what name pops in his head? Please, what's that? Are you willing to take that chance? Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> Okay, well, Miss Bass Pro Shops, we have a special mission for you and you only. Can you please put us in contact with the utmost knowledgeable staff member currently working right now at Bass Pro Shops? I mean, like ASAP. Pronto, please. We need to speak to them. One moment, sir. I think they're taught not to have a personality. Or a name. Mark, my brother from another mother and daddy. Oh, it is a beautiful day to be living in the U.S. of A. <laughs> Osama bin Laden is dead, plus the sun is shining down there in San Antonio, Texas at the Bass Pro <gasps> Shop. How's it going, fella? Pretty good. <laughs> I help you with her. Well, Mark, we were told that you were the only human being in Texas that was capable of helping us in our quest to find truth. Mark, now... Are you willing to talk with Jim and Trav and the revolution and to better us hunters as a whole? Ah. <laughs> what do you say, Mark? Please hang up and try your call again. That tanked. We got to call somebody else. All right, hold on. Let's call Dick Sporting Goods. These guys have an answer for everything, Jim. <laughs> yeah, son. I suck at dialing. Ugh. Here we go. Dick's Sporting Goods in uh, New Brunsfield, Texas. I, I have a feeling it's going to be good. Thanks for calling Dick's Sporting Goods. She sounds blonde. Audibly blonde, Jim. <laughs> for store hours, press 1. I don't need that. For directions to the store, press 2. I can't drive. To speak with an associate, press 0. Ah, there's the ticket. Bingo! I want to talk to her. She was pretty informative. <laughs> Jason, homeboy, what is up, dude? Yes. Now listen, Jason, before you go and hang up on us, we just have a few highly sensitive outdoor-related questions that we'd like to ask you. You know, I'm not going to lie, they're going to be kind of hard, a little difficult, but you know, I think you'll manage just fine, Jason. So, uh, what do you say? Difficult and hard questions. (laughs) You get extra pay for it. We'll call your boss. You don't have to be a smart (laughs) We'll let you give a plug for your store. (laughs) 
Are you ready? Sure. Why not? All right. Since you're an employee of, get this, Dick Sporting Goods, a simple yes or no answer is going to, in fact, help us to it will determine suffice. exactly what we need. Okay. Exactly. Are you a proponent of high fence hunting or are you strictly a fair chase kind of guy? You know, Jason, you got to sit there and ask yourself, how would MacGyver <laughs> answer this question? Um, to be honest with you, uh, Either, either way to me. Hmm, interesting. Uh, I think there's, uh, there's a necessity for both. All right, now, Jason from Dick Sporting Goods in New Brunsville, Texas. Here is your second and final question. Have you, in fact, tried Wendy's new premium fish fillet? <laughs> and is it as good as BK's Big Fish? Be honest now. <laughs> uh, no, I have not tried it. Oh! I've tried the Big Fish at BK either. Dude, oh, man. I, see, I wanted to go get that for lunch today. <laughs> Jason, you're no help. Anyways, if we want to find out more about Dick's Sporting Goods, where do we have to head to online, man? Uh, DickSportingGoods.com. All right, everybody give it up for Jason with Dick's Sporting Goods in New Brunsville, Texas. Hey, have a good day, man. Thanks for being on The Revolution. You too, man. Thank you. Well, that answered a whole lot of nothing, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, but Don Freeland with Women Hunt 2 is currently on hold, and she's going to have plenty to say about high fence versus fair chase. Yes, she will. So will the rest of our panel. That'll be weighing in on, such as Keith Warren with The High Road, David Morris with The Bucks of Tecamonte, Nick Rhodes with Wildlife Property, and that's just to name a few. Just to name a few. And thanks to Ram Trucks. The new 2011 Ram Outdoorsman. For powering this whole outdoors debate, you can find him at RamTrucks.com. Oh, Jim, I wish our hearts could come together as one, but instead, Don Freeland is an itty bitty mighty Mahadris. 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 Obviously, we're rapping about high fence versus fair chase, and obviously, again, Don Freeland with Women Hunt 2 is now on the line, or the Eeny Meeny Miny Mo Girl, whatever you want to call her. But Don, you know, the Buddha Crockett Club, for the first time back in the 1800s, they're they, they are very old, and they're still old today. They're not dead. They established ethical guidelines of what fair chase should be, okay? And now, with that being said, do you believe that any animal that is harvested behind high fence, no matter how big, how grand, how majestical that expanse of land might be, should these animals, in fact, be recognized and recorded in their books? I mean, that is a fair question. What do you think? I believe no. It, really? The state of Michigan. state of Michigan is different than a lot of other states. state of Michigan, if there's an animal that is in high fence, it's not state-owned. It's owned by the farmer oh. itself, and they're hybrid just for that purpose. For the state of Michigan, that would be no. And yeah. I just, that's my ethic. That's how I feel. I just don't feel like it should be. Or if they did, they need to have an asterisk by the record. Yeah. Just like some other record books have. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that. Now, have you hunted on high fence properties before? I have not. Really? I'm not against it. I'm not opposed to it. I just not have had the chance And yet. the opportunity. Okay. And the situation has not come up yet. You know, what this boils down to, it's an ethical debate, a moral debate. And, you know, there is no right and wrong here, but we need to find out what is best for outdoorsmen and women in general and the animals that we go after. Now, okay, let's say um, 
game preserves, high fence ranches have really gotten a bad rap. But if you sit there and you look at the overall health of their herds and what they are trying to do, I mean, they are really trying their best to preserve this wonderful heritage and increase the herds. Now, what do you think, though? Because I have my own personal opinions about high fence hunting. So does Jim. In your best belief, what do you think constitutes fair chase when there is high fence? How many acres? It really depends. You can say how many acres, but you have to know how many animals are in that yes. acre also. Yeah. It's not one or the other. I mean, yes, the animals are actually healthier. They are, even though they're not owned by the state, they still are governed by the state. They still have to follow a lot of stricter regulations. The animals um, have a longer lifespan. And they are healthier in the long run. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you live in the state of Michigan. So say, because you're surrounded by water on three sides, if we put a big high fence on the southern border of Michigan, that would kind of keep all of the animals in, wouldn't it? Get real. I mean, I mean this is... <laughs> all right, I'm going somewhere with this. You got to follow me here. I got to hear this. Okay. All right. And so therefore... That would be an area, or say we took the state of Wyoming and put a high fence all the way around the state of Wyoming. I have what proposed is, doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, the fact of the matter is... Keep the animals in or to keep the animals out? All of the above. Don, you actually just brought up a great point. I don't know if you know that, but game preserves necessarily aren't to keep animals in. They're to keep the undesired bucks out. That is the true meaning behind high fence. Well, getting back to my original question... How big is big enough, do you think, to have to be able to be recognized by Boone and Crockett yeah. then? I have no problem with the large acreage. Um, my problem is the smaller acreage. Yes. An animal in, in the state of Michigan, a white, white-tailed deer, they will generally stay around within about a half-hour circumference radius of where they live and eat. Yeah. Um, they're not going to go much farther than that, unprovoked. Yeah. Um, so to me, uh, there you can be ridiculous about it if you'd like, but um, <laughs> I, I just I don't want it to be under ridiculous either. So you're you're against high fences, but you don't care. <laughs> I didn't get that. I'm not against them. I just said I haven't been able to do it yet. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but you know, I think it's funny. Is most society thinks of high fence hunting. Have you ever seen the movie Secondhand Lion? No. Okay. What it is? It's got a. I don't know. Robert Duvall and Michael Caine. And what they do is they go buy a lion, okay, and they want to shoot this thing. And have a safari. And people deliver it to their house, and they open the trailer door, and you think that they're just going to shoot it in the trailer, but the lion actually doesn't jump out at them, you know? And so I think that's what America perceives. Yeah, as high fence hunting, and that is not the truth. And here's a lot of cases... People think that this is a hunt that is just going to be in the bag. And there is places like, I will say that there are some places that guarantee a harvest. Or a shot, at least. A lot of people have found out that when you go there, you might not see anything at all. And that's the truth. Absolutely. And with a guide. Yeah. A lot of times there's a guide with you and they're still not able to. Um, A lot of people who have voiced their opinions about some of this stuff. Um, they're not always best educated in this yes. area. You totally. Like Jim and I. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we've been talking with Dawn Freeland. She was for it before she was against it. Now we don't know where the heck she stands. But Dawn, if we want to find out more about you, everything, you know, women hunt too. This is awesome. If we want to hook up with you guys, get more ladies involved. And if we maybe want to talk to you more about high fence turkey hunting, hunting, turkey hunting, anything, where can we hook up with you on the web? I have a website, womenhunt2.net. Yes. I'm also available on Facebook. 
I have a fan page and a friend page there and on Twitter. And soon she's coming to iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, this has been brought to you by Ram Trucks. available, I can do that. <laughs> you can find them at RamTrucks.com or Steiner Binoculars. That's Steiner-Binoculars.com and Ruger Fires. Man, you got to check them out at Ruger.com and Blackhawk. Don't forget to shoot on over to Blackhawk.com. We're coming up right after this break, and it's going to be a good one. As old Keith Warren, Mr. Boy Scout himself. We salute you. And this is The Revolution. You know those talk radio shows that are really funny and super informational? And you just love the hosts? Well, that's not us. We are The Revolution. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel each week take a visit inside the locker room of your favorite sport with des clark paul fresh clark and lester scudder davis as they bring you sportsmanlike conduct as a current player des clark can bring you inside the sports world like nobody can his co-hosts represent the fans of the sports world with both points of view on the table it becomes an engaging and entertaining program to say the least Sportsmanlike Conduct can be heard Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Potential. That can be a troubling thought to some of us. Either you live up to it and meet expectations or you don't. And then there are those who aim to exceed potential. The ones who go out and dare to be great. Reset the bar. Ignore the critics. Because they have the vision and the guts to live outside the walls of expectations. They go beyond the trappings of fads and trends. And they make machines that last. They design with a greater purpose. They work at places like Ram, where they make trucks like the outdoorsman, for people like you who seek far-reaching places. The new 2011 Ram Outdoorsman. Guts. Glory. Ram. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. Fences versus Fair Chase. Let the battle begin. You can do that by punching into 785-846-7647 and let us know where you stand. And what the Bob Saget people, knock off the bloody cold fingering. We have a Facebook and a Twitter page, so hit it up. Baby. Ooh, listen here now, sugar. Our next caller enjoys poetry. Long, tantalizing walks on the beach. And poking smelly dead with sticks. You have got to be kidding. 
Keith Warren is an outdoor vigilante who takes no prisoners when it comes to protecting our outdoor heritage. But Keith, you know, what is the difference between hunting a high fence game preserve for, let's say, a whitetail or hunting pen race pheasants? I mean, really, you take these pheasants that have spent their whole life in a pen, you then capture them, spin them, place them in some cover, then a bunch of hunters come along, flush them, and shoot them. I mean, really, what the heck is the difference, Keith? You know what? Trying to get people to agree on what is fair is like it's impossible for yeah. everybody to agree. And so, what I encourage everybody to do is, I mean, we all got to make decisions upon what we want to do. Yeah. We live in a country that allows us the freedom to be able to make those decisions about what we feel is right. And I think the, the fair marketplace will determine the success or the failure of different things. And I think that uh, people are the best uh, method we have of making sure things are fair. Yeah. Uh, I think that if people don't want to hunt behind a high fence or don't want to hunt pin-raised birds, then they don't have to. No. But I don't think that the, the people that, that are opposed to it should also control the fact and not allow anybody else to either. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times what i found is that people that are opposed to high fencing, they've never even been to a high fence place. So they, they don't know what they're talking about. They think they do. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and they're sincere. They really think they do. But once they learn about it, they truly visit a place, they see what good it does. I think a lot of them wind up going, wow, I didn't realize it was this way, and they change their minds. I mean, we're not going to change everybody's mind, but all oh, I no. want people to do is realize that we need to be free to make those choices where we hunt and how we hunt. Mm-hmm. Well, he's no different than I like to watch football. Travis likes to watch basketball, and yet I don't put him down for watching what he wants yes, to watch. Yes, you do. Well, I do, but that's beside Wait a the point. If you like football, I don't like football at all. I think we just ought to outlaw football. Thank you. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> or tennis, you know. I mean, you know, if, if think about that. Another sissy I mean, sport. You know, we, don't, we don't play tennis either, okay? And, and so I do. What, what, well, I know. You wear your pink shorts, too. But, you know, the, the we talked about pink last it. week. How in the world? Yeah. We, this is something that it all comes down to people. I mean, and freedom in our country. And, and landowners. I mean, uh, and private property owner rights. Mm-hmm. People work hard. They've worked hard all their lives to buy a piece of property. I don't care if it's if it's today, a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago. They came across that piece of property by yeah. blood, sweat, and tears, mm-hmm. and it should be their choice to take care of their property the way they see, and not the way that the electorate sees. Because yeah. there are people that class envy and jealousy and ignorance is is rampant throughout our country. Always has been. Always will be. Mm-hmm. And what we've got to do is educate people that if, that educated people make better choices. Keith, it's funny that you bring that up. It's because people talk about fair chase. Okay, how is it fair when when you have a rifle that can shoot out to a thousand yards? You have all these high powered scopes, these different bullets, these different spotting scopes. You have camo. You have scent eliminator. You got trail, trail cameras. cameras. You have well, everything and, and, out there that's eliminating fair chase. If you want to do fair chase. Go gag, grab in the a purest stick, sense. Yeah, and a little bit of string. Carve your own arrow. Do it tread Barta style. That is fair chase. That's right. I mean, so what is fair? Yeah. Oh, and, and well, wait a minute. You didn't say that you have to walk to where you're going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hop okay. on my bad boy buggy. Yeah, you, you didn't want to drive your truck. That wasn't fair. <laughs> I mean, come on. At what point do you stop? And so what, what I'm saying is, there's an evolution in things, guys, and we know that. I yeah. Mean, society evolves. Hunters evolve. And what happens is that I look at the fair chase deal and the high fence deal as two separate things. Fair chase, you people have to make their own mind what is fair to them. 
And what is fair to one may not be fair to another. Stay out of that. You can't get in that argument and do any good there. But let's look at the high fence issue. I hear that high fence is going to price people out of the market. It's going to make it where nobody can hunt. And I think quite the contrary. I think that high fencing is going to, first off, it's going on at an unbelievable good rate. I mean, people are taking the land and they're doing good things with it by putting up high fences. When they do that, they protect the land, they protect the habitat, they protect the animals that are living there. And so I encourage people to actually do it. I encourage people, if they don't know anything about a high fence, call me. Get on yeah. my Facebook, call me. I'll put you in touch with somebody who's got a high fence place. I want you to go out and I want you to see it and experience it for yourself. But what's going to happen, I think that once they do that, most people that go to a high fence place and go on a hunt, go back and yeah. go back and go back. And if that wasn't the case, then why is high fencing being put up at such a rapid rate? Yeah, It's because the market is demanding it. Mm-hmm. And so the hunters, there's going to be more opportunity, not less, with high fencing in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be more affordable with high fencing to hunt than without high fencing. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Keith Warren. Of course, he's talking about high fences versus fair chase, and it is one of the same. That's right, and Keith Warren always takes the high road. Mr. Keith, if we want to find out more about you, where can we head to online, friend? Uh, go to Facebook. Just type in Keith Warren. Uh, I'll be the one that comes up. I'm the one with arms crossed with the American flag in the background. So take me on. <laughs> If you you got a problem with me, bring it on. That's right. This has been brought to you by the programs of the NRA. Check them out at nrablog.com and not alone. That's notalone.com and Yellowstone Fly Rods. You can find them at yellowstoneflyrods.com and Cabela's, the world's foremost outfitter. At cabelas.com and cover up right after break, we're going to have Pat Boyer. And remember, because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. This is The Revolution, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Stay right there. We'll be right back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Super Bowl champ Lionel Dalton is taking to the internet airwaves with his own brand of sports talk. You'll go inside the mind of the players and find out if blacklisting really happens, what their thoughts are on training camps, where the former NFL players are now, and why being drafted by the wrong NFL team can kill a promising player's career. Lionel will also cover what's up with the Baltimore Ravens. Tune in to Sports Talk with Lionel Dalton live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. The new Ruger LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol designed for discreet carry. It is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 to learn more. This is George Thornton with the National Wild Turkey Federation, and if you're looking for great hunting, you'll find it in Kansas. You may already know about the great pheasant hunting here, but did you know Kansas is also a great place for quail, deer, geese, and my personal favorite, the wild turkey. Learn more about turkey hunting in Kansas at www.travelks.com. 
High Fence versus Fair Chase Battle rages on at the Revolution. And to join us, just head to OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com where you can find our Twitter, Facebook pages, plus our podcast, blog, and get this, what the? Well, I gotta be honest, I don't know what a whatnot is, but one thing I do know is that... their opinion is the host of Northwest Hunter, Pat Boyer. And you know, Pat, everyone has their own belief on what fair chase is. But, you know, if fences do give an unfair advantage to the animal that's being pursued, then, you know, on that same note, when you use, let's say, dogs to surround or tree an animal, is that still a fair chase? Yeah, I would say that would be fair chase. Really? Uh, I think it's all okay myself. I think uh, high fence, state hunting is fine. I think using dogs is fine. But all of it gives a uh, a handicap to yeah. the hunter. Knock it off, Fido. Can't you see the man's trying to talk? <laughs> Anyways, go on. If you're using dogs or if you're using um, uh, food plots or tree stands on a, a baited hunt or you pattern the animals and you put a tree stand up, all that gives you, and even a guy that, that's been researching the area for weeks, that gives a... An advantage to the hunter, by all means. Yeah, well, you know, I have followed dogs uh, hunting mountain lion in, in New Mexico. And as I went through five canyons over two days, spent the night on the mountain, hey, I didn't think I had any kind of advantage with those dogs at well, all, okay. other than the fact that I was able to catch up to well, them. Well, first of all, if you didn't have those dogs, what have you been successful? Oh, no. No. Not possible. No, and so, you know, I think everything that you use, whether it's a pair of optics, whether it is a tree stand, you're hunting behind dogs, any time you start using something like that, I guess you could say that it is starting to take away from the fair chase. You know, back in the 1800s when it was just you and your um, Henry rifle and a buffalo, to me, that was like the purest of um, fair chase. Well, years ago, we used to be able to, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an old guy, so I've seen a lot of things <laughs> over my years. Uh, but years ago, you used to be able to go to a landowner and say, hey, I'd like to hunt your place. And, you know, you go through a few and say no, but eventually you get landowners would say, yes, I want, that's fine, you go hunt. Yeah. And they wouldn't charge you anything. Maybe you bring them a bottle of whiskey or something <laughs> like that to make them happy. A burrito. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, now the landowner, uh, rightly so, has figured out that they can make money from hunters and outfitters exactly. on, their, on their land. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Now, so, you uh, you have a big operation up in uh, Saskatchewan. It's called Deer Valley, right? Right, right. I yeah, have yeah. A, a high fence ranch up in uh, Saskatchewan called Deer Valley. It's like 2,500 acres, a high fence, 5,000 acres total. Mm-hmm. And uh, that place there, it can be as hard or as easy as you want it to be. 2,500 acres is a lot of sections of land. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, and so to get out there and say, well, it's not fair chase, even though it's high fence, i got to tell you something, you still got to get close to that animal. I mean, if you're going to you know, shoot something at 1,000 yards, well, knock yourself out. But at the same time, I'm sure that you have a lot of bow hunters that come up there, and they've got to get close enough to be able to smell the grass on their breath. And uh, to do that, I mean, you have to have some stealth. I don't care where the heck you're at. If you're in the middle of Saskatchewan or in the middle of Montana, well, you know, you've got to be able to get to that. I do have to say this, though, and I'm all for um, high fence hunting. I don't think there's anything wrong with it's it. Estate hunting. Whatever, Jim. No, I do have to say, though, here in Canada where we hunt, I mean, a lot of ground. There, There's no cover. There's just hills. You know what it's like. I mean, it's tough. 
However, let's say you have 2,500 acres that is high fenced. Around here, those deer, if they're pressured, they might run six miles. I mean, you, you'll find them a long ways down the road. In that situation where you do only have 2,500 acres, they can only go so far. Now, there's a lot of little nooks and crannies that they can hide in. However, I do think it is not 100% fair chase. I mean, that that's my own opinion. I'm not against it, but that's what I think. Well, I, I don't think anything is fair chase that has a fence around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, But now that what we have up there is not like Kansas. It, it's nope. got some pretty big valleys in it that... If you walk up and down a few of those, it's like heart uh, attack medicine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need oxygen. Money. It's yeah, hard. Pat, if we want to find out more about you. And Maybe book a hunt. Yeah, and book a hunt with you, man. That would be awesome. Where can we head to online to find out more about you? Well, you can go to uh, deer-valley.com. Okay. Or you can get you can email me at uh, you have mail Boyer at nwhunter.com. Okay. And I'll, I'll answer anybody's emails on that. You know, if it's if it's completely negative and, and <laughs> slanderous, I'll let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't usually respond to those. But if somebody has a, a legitimate thing they want to talk about or something like that, I'll answer all those stuff. Sounds good, man. This has been sponsored by Lupo Tactical Optics, makers of the Mark IV Rifle Scope line. Look them up at lupo.com and Ruger Firearms. You can find them as well at ruger.com. This whole thing's being powered by Ram Trucks. You can jet on over to ramtrucks.com, but coming up right after the break, we're going to have Nick Rhodes with Wildlife Property. And this is, that's right, The Revolution. Before, during, and after the show, The Revolution continues to 24-7 at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com Your internet flagship station for sports Voice America Sports Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30 plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. School to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
Searching for a prestigious Kansas hunting property? Wildlife Properties has what you've been dreaming of. Owl Creek Hideaway is a 155-acre property located in the Big Buck country of southeast Kansas. With two stocked bass ponds, nearly one and a quarter miles of creek, and more than 75 acres of income-producing CRP. This property is an all-around sportsman's paradise. Sprawling timber, highlighted by mature stands of oak and walnut, and surrounded by productive crop fields. All the habitat elements are in place for producing trophy deer and turkey. Located a short distance from Wichita, Topeka, Kansas City, or Tulsa, and priced under 200 k this hunter's paradise won't be available for long. For more info or see a list of all farms wildlife properties have to offer, visit MyWildlifeProperty.com. That's MyWildlifeProperty.com. Or call Nick Rhodes at 785-282-6145 today. Get her done. Hey, you're listening to the Revolution with Jim and Trav, and the phone lines are open. Hey, they're open up for 75-846-7647. You know what? I even think Jim has a beeper. I do. You can beep it. What's that? 75-443-2927. I just gave You just gave out my cell phone. <laughs> Go Holy cow. Anyways, we were talking. You can follow me anywhere in the nation. Nobody wants to. Well, I found that out. Nobody, oh, okay. nobody wants to go where I go. Anyways, we've been talking high fence versus fair chase, and now we got on the line right now our resident habitat expert, Nick Rose with Wildlife Properties. And you know what, Nick? I guess, do you think as a whole that high fence is kind of giving the hunting community a black eye? What do you think? I think that there's some opportunity there that's probably given a little bit of a black eye, but I think it's more of a misunderstanding. Yeah. And, and let me tell you why. Elaborate. Because... You guys asked me about this topic, you know, a couple days ago before we called in the show here, and my initial reaction was, yeah, I'm against high fence. Uh-huh. But I started thinking about it, and I started doing a little bit more research on, on actual high fence places and some of the, the opportunities that they create for people that want to yes. hunt things that are out there that they couldn't necessarily hunt, like exotics and those things. And then you take into account sizes and ranges of things. Then high fence rates start to make a little bit more sense to me. Um, yeah. You know, I'm still of that guy that's going to be, you know, wanting to do everything of, of whole nature and, and, and not, so to speak, spoil my hunting experience with a high fence. But also, everybody preaches a lot about that hunting heritage, and I do it a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think about that, and then I start to contradict myself because, you know what? Hunting heritage, <laughs> taking it back to the Native Americans. <laughs> we got spears and, and bows and arrows that they made themselves, and here we are shooting with high-powered rifles and scopes and camouflage and scent control and, yes. you know, all these things. And so, really, hunting is about the experience, and so as long as that experience is real, uh, to me, you know, it's a real hunting experience. So, did I really trail off on that one? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, I have, I have hunted on several high-fence ranches, and honest to God, the fence never really came into play. I never really saw the fence except when I drove in the front gate. And then and he so, locked it behind him. Yeah, <laughs> locked it behind me, and I gave no one the key or the combination. No, but nevertheless, I, I was out there hunting, and those animals had the opportunity either to come in to where I was at or not, and... uh as I said, I did not see a high fence the whole time. Now, they were pretty good-sized ranches, 10, 15,000 acres, well, and that's a lot of contiguous land. See, I think, let's say when we go out and we do management practices like you've been telling us to do, and we implement these, and they do work, but they only work to an extent. When you have something like this, you can really improve the genetics and the heritage of hunting. And Plus, you know what? There's no more concessions, and you don't have tag quotas, whatever you want to fill and whatever you want to harvest, you have the opportunity to do this. So in an essence, honestly, you're really preserving hunting as a whole. 
you know, it's creating new opportunities for hunting, and that's the way I look at it. Uh, whether it's new economies within the hunting industry, yeah. or new opportunities, again, for people who might not have been able to get out there and experience that, whether it's a white-tailed deer hunt in a high-fence ranch in central Texas, or it's, uh, you know, an exotic game hunt uh, somewhere, it's about that experience, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and again, that's where we're coming back to, you know, take all the tags and those things away. You're always going to have, within the outdoor community or, or any community, uh, whether it's politics, religion, whatever, you're always going to have opposing viewpoints. Naysayers. And, and I think that really comes into play when you start talking about uh, high fences because there's always going to be those people that are for it, those purists uh, that are against it. So it's finding that medium and, and finding it, educating it, you know, and, and, and it's the people in the high fence community that need to do some more PR and some more promotion and, and get people familiar with the benefits of it and not so so it's not always associated as a bad thing you pointed out the fact that there's going to be people be some people that like it some people don't but the fact of the matter is we got longbow guys who are looking down on the guys who shoot compounds and those guys are looking right. down on the people that shoot crossbows and right. it just goes on from there we are a hunting community and i think we need to draw together and support one another you may not want to hunt on that high fence uh, property over there may not have the funds and so forth maybe i do but don't look out down on me because i am i hate to use this but it's kind of like sex okay man if you have sex on any other day besides tuesday you're a bad person no everybody enjoys it in a different way you know and you know it doesn't take long to get caught up either <laughs> anyways jim but yeah. great analogy man i could have said it better myself <laughs> but, really- <laughs> but seriously it's about the experience you know it's about the opportunity we can't look down on it for one reason or another again i bring it back to the exotics and that's yeah. what really kind of ringed it in for me you know i told you before the show that that i was against high fence ranches and that was my initial gut feeling but i got to thinking about the exotics and i think about you know an opportunity for a guy to go shoot a kudu you know that's over in africa yeah and, and again we talked about this you know before the show is that a lot of these places in south africa are game preserves are high fence ranches mm-hmm. uh, well now you've added the expense of having to fly over there totally meals and, and whatnot and and for me, I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat, so I'm worried about hiring a security detail that'll be kidnapped and, and help for ransom over there. Yeah, um, baboon so, you know, may take you away. All, you, know, you don't have to worry about if you're going to a high fence ranch in Texas somewhere to shoot a kudu. And yeah. so I think that the, that brings and creates new opportunities for hunters that they wouldn't otherwise have. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Nick Rhodes, and he only has sex on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to find out more information about old Dick... That's all the information I wanted to know. <laughs> Anyways, Nick, if we want to find out more about you and your awesome hunting and fishing and just outdoor recreational properties, and I'll tell you what, if somebody just has a question for you that they want you to answer, maybe possibly on the, the show here, where can we find you online to do that? Get on our website, mywildlifeproperty.com. That's www.mywildlifeproperty.com. Uh, you can email me at nickmywildlifeproperty.com. We've got a Facebook page that's for wildlife properties, so... Those are all great mediums. You can check out, like you said, the properties that we have available. Uh, you know, you, you've got a question about habitat and those things. We'll sure love to answer that, whether it's on the radio or in private. You know, we'll do whatever. Uh, and you know what? Just want to tell us about how great your property is. And you want to brag a little bit? Tell Nick what day you have sex on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's figure this thing out. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate to say this, but this is brought to you by Ram Trucks. <laughs> Find them at RamTrucks.com and Ruger Firearms. That's Ruger.com. And coming up after break, we're gonna have David Morris with the Bucks of Tecamonte. And this has been the last of the revolution. <laughs> Change your life and start living the revolution today at twitter.com forward slash underscore OTN. 
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. The top 20 towns are in. Vote at WFNFishingTown.com for the ultimate fishing town. World Fishing Network and Eagle Claw will award the top voted town a $25,000 community donation. Cast your vote today. The LC9 Center Fire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol, perfect for personal protection. The full-featured 7-round LC9 has a 3-dot sight system, checkered grip, and smooth edges for easy holstering. Ideal for discreet carry, the LC9 is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com LC9 or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger LC9. It's mine, and it's American. I still believe. I still believe in the American dream. I still believe you can hear the scream from me because I'm just so darn elated that David Morris from the Bucks, the Tech is back on the revolution, even though it was reluctantly done. But you know, that doesn't even matter because we are examining high fence versus fair chase, and now to weigh in on this once again is David Morris. And you know what? You're going to want to pay attention because unlike Keith Warren, hi Keith. All I know is that any wonder why communism or why country should revert to communism. <laughs> Uh, no, Keith, I don't, but, uh, <laughs> well, what are you trying to get at? We gotta get back to David Morris. You're trying to castrate little kids and, and my, my grandbaby, and I'm sitting here looking at them thinking, what the hell kind of world are we leaving these kids? It's just amazing. I can't answer that question. Yeah, see, David actually is coherent and uh, does make sense. But, David, our, our current economic downturn, man, it seems like more and more agricultural farmers are turning to farming for deer to subsidize their annual income. And in many cases, David, it is these select few that are keeping hunting alive in numerous areas, isn't it? Well, it is. And, of course, wildlife is like uh, anything in order to compete in this society and, and where, where resources are starting to be challenged. They have to have an economic value yeah. and, and have to be worth something to somebody for them to invest in to uh, uh, create the proper habitat and maintain the proper habitat. And that certainly is the case with white-tailed deer. 
uh, to individuals on a personal level, it is a valuable resource. They mm-hmm. enjoy hunting it. They enjoy seeing it. They enjoy managing it. But on a commercial level, it is becoming an increasingly valuable resource as well. It's a lot of dollars. I think white-tailed deer account for over 70% of the entire hunting expenditures. In the Holy United cow. States. That okay. is outrageous. Now, yeah. now, high-fenced hunting, you know, I have hunted on them. David, you've hunted on them. Travis has hunted on them. And uh, many, many times, I don't even see the fence. I don't see the problem with high-fence hunting unless you're looking at a half an acre and you got 300 animals in there. Well, yeah. Well, you're hitting on an important aspect of the high-fence issue, and that is the size of the enclosure, yes. the size of the property. And I want to come back to that just a second, but I do want to say high fences are like a lot of management tools that a manager may have in his in his arsenal. It is something that can be used to improve the quality of his deer herd, but it is unique in its ability to be abused. Mm-hmm. And if you allow, allow too many deer to populate that property, then the habitat is degraded. Mm. And also the animals are tamed down through stress, nutritional stress, social stress, or through the habituation of the food sources, primarily supplemental feeding. So Mm. high fences can be abused, and sadly enough, they often are abused. Now, I have a very simple rule on high fence uh, management. If you protect the quality of the native habitat, so that a deer has the option of browsing as opposed to being forced to supplemental feed, then you have, in effect, protected fair chase to a great degree because those animals won't habituate mm-hmm. uh, to the supplemental feed. Now, getting back to your earlier point of the size of acreage that can affect fair chase, there is absolutely a size that is too small for you to effectively have fair chase. That animal does not, he is not able to apply all of his senses, all of his survival instincts to their greatest advantage, so he has every chance to evade the hunter. In a tract of land that is too small for him to use those senses, those abilities, does affect fair chase. So what is that minimum size? Yeah, what is that? Well, it does, in fact, vary by of land by habitat and the practices that are being applied. Mm-hmm. However, we can't go in and and dissect every track and say, oh yeah, this one fits, it's 732 acres. Oh, this was a good one because yeah. it's got great. You can't do that. As a general rule of thumb, in my opinion, I think that minimum acreage is about 1,000 acres. Really? I think if it's less than that, there is an, an increased likelihood that the property can be abused mm-hmm. and that the deer's survival abilities are hampered to some degree. Now, I will hasten to say that I know some properties that are less than a thousand acres, but in no case less than 500 acres, guys, but, but yeah. less than a thousand acres that are 700, 600, maybe 900 that have really high quality management practices being applied to that property and the native habitat is protected and those deer are as wild as any deer that you will hunt anywhere fence or no fence and by contrast i can show you properties that are not high fence that are low fence where the deer have been allowed to get severely overcrowded Mm -hmm. those deer are stressed and stress in itself nutritional stress increases a deer's exposure to a hunter they move more during the day they come they're less wild they don't move on their natural patterns. 
they're tamed down by mm-hmm. stress. And I see that on a lot of properties that have, there's no fence within 100 miles of there because those deer are nutritionally stressed. Fair chase is, in fact, affected. Now, a lot of hunters don't want to accept that, mm-hmm. but I can tell you right now they are. I'll give you an example of it. What's it's that? out in the, in the plains and prairie region along those river bottom habitats out there in Montana, Dakota, parts of Wyoming, where you have basically what is a, a natural confined area, i.e. the river bottoms. Mm-hmm. Those deer can't survive up in those arid hills. There's no food for them. There's very little cover up there. They're confined to those river bottoms and to that agricultural area along those river bottoms, those cottonwood bottoms. That population is managed by EHD, blue tongue, but mm-hmm. unfortunately it's a sad fact. And so you have periods of time during the course of that, let's say, seven, eight, nine-year period between the time blue tongue comes in there and wipes out 60 to 80% of that deer population, where those deer are severely stressed. They're Mm -hmm. nutritionally stressed, which sets up the the acute blue tongue dials, Mm -hmm. is that nutritional stress. You... I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> he didn't like it either. Hold on just a second. We're waiting for David to come back. <laughs> well, David beats the dog. I'm sorry. David has a poodle. My poo, my pool guy. Oh, oh. No, no, not my poodle. He's a shih tzu, though. <laughs> I don't know if that's better. He is a Now, David. So it's not the fence is a problem. It's what takes place behind the fence that can be a problem and all too often is a problem. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with David Morris, and of course, he has the Bucks of Tecamonte. That's right, and I feel really bad for anybody that has to follow this interview. (laughs) (laughs) David Morris is the most knowledgeable man I know on the planet. Now, David, if we want to find out more about you and Tecamonte, where can we head to online to do that? Because you guys are the leader, the innovators when it comes to wildlife food plots. Where can we go? People can come to techamonte.com. We we have a lot of information about management on our website, and we're adding to it every day. So uh, come to techmoney.com and we'll uh, uh, we'll help people answer some of these difficult questions. They may not agree with us, but we'll offer our opinion on it. <laughs> we don't like those people anyways. <laughs> this, this has been brought to you by Ram Trucks. You can find them at ramtrucks.com and Ruger Firearms. Look them up as well at ruger.com. And coming up after the break, we're going to have Cat Daddy, actually the only Cat Daddy I know of, Mr. Cat Daddy. Who knows? Not Cat Daddy, right here on The Revolution. Public health care, male enhancement, and snuggies. All things that don't affect The Revolution. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. 
Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores with the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. Cabela's, celebrating 50 years as the world's foremost outfitter. It's the revolution, and the phone lines are open. Call us at 8467 you better put the 785 in the beginning of that, though. You just pulled the Bob Saget, man. That's 785-846-7647. That was a Bob Saget. They're going to be calling somebody's house, but no, we are actually Hello? on the line right now with Mr. Cat Daddy, our resident catfish and pro. Cat Daddy, thanks a bunch for being back on The Revolution. Damn it, man, The Revolution. <laughs> you know, we are actually the ones to um, congratulate for catching Osama bin Laden. Well, I tell you what, I ain't believing squat till I see a corpse. <laughs> he was so bored listening to the show, he turned himself in. Yeah, he says, I can't handle his stuff. <laughs> well, that's what you call the walking dead. <laughs> that's it. Hey, I got news for you guys. What's, What's that? that? Me and my nephew, Billy Bear, some way. Oh, Billy Bear. Big Fish, uh-huh. my older son. Yeah. And Cad Daddy are going on the escape trip. Miami, Oklahoma. Oh, oh man, when are you going to do that? Spoonbill well, fishing. I think we're going to leave Wednesday uh-huh. and come back Friday. Oh, oh man. really? That's like El Quico. <laughs> really? Yeah, but you and probably catch it. We're going down you? there and we're going to slay some spooners. That's yeah. going to be a good time down there. Well, it ought to be. It ought to be. I got a guy hooked up down there at, at the uh, motel down there. She's supposed to do us justice. Uh huh. But we'll soon find out if we got a camp and a tent. Cat Daddy, that's illegal. <laughs> Except for Las Vegas. Put your hands up now or I'll shoot. Oh, camping in a tent? Not that. Oh, the justice part. Never mind. Okay. All right. Now, you know, we have talked about you going down there before. And, of course, that's one of the, your springtime things that you like to do. It happens every spring, doesn't it? It oh, does. I mean, you know, it's an entire blast. You know, spoon billing, you go down there with heavy line, you know, 40 pound and up. Braid, if possible, like like Fight Line International. Oh, yeah. Excellent braid line. Excellent. Just excellent. And, uh, you know, big pin reels, open face reels on a good stout rod, you know, some good sharp hooks, but make daggone sure if you're going down to Miami, Oklahoma. No barbs. Them, uh, hooks are barbless. That's right. Because they will stick you. So, Cat Daddy, if we want to find out more about this awesome spoonbill fishing or possibly even book a trip with you, because I tell you what, this is the time you're going to want to do that. Where can we head to online to do this? www.catdaddyguideservices.com, and you can also go to the Bait Hut. Oh! Uh-oh. 24 Highway here in North Topeka. Don Hutley. Don Hutley, the master, the king of oh. all baits desired by man fish. <laughs> this guy's got everything, and his brother, too. 
<laughs> All right. Hey, we've been talking with Cat Daddy. He's talking about the great times he's going to be having down in Miami of Oklahoma on the Neosho River catching those spoonbills. That's right. And this has been brought to you by Ram Trucks. You look them up at RamTrucks.com and Ruger Fire. You can find them as well at Ruger.com. And this is The Revolution. Get it real with real outdoors talk. It's The Revolution with Jim and Trev. And we want to give a special thanks to all of our 361 affiliate stations around the world, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Buddy, Fun Joe, Mark Benary, and our guests such as Don Freeland, Keith Ward, Pat Boyer, Dick Rhodes, David Morris, and Cat Daddy, just to name a few. Hey, and coming up next week on The Revolution, Ram Trucks will sponsor our outdoor tribute to the currently enlisted men and women and vets who have, and still do, courageously protect us. So we are Jim and Trav. And your local news and weather is coming up next. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.